Good afternoon. Hello, Emma. It's episode four, this must be, where we're going to talk about our recent races. If you're new to joining us, this is the Try Parenting podcast. I am Femi Petridis, and you are Emma Cooper. And we are here to talk Try Parenting. This is a podcast where we, as triathletes and parents, talk about our experiences being parents and training and racing with young children and pass on any nuggets of information or amusing stories we have that we share with you. So on this episode, we're going to talk about our, our recent races. We've, we've done three races since the last podcast, so lots to talk about. I guess we start with some highs and lows. Would you like to go first with a high or a low? The, uh... I think you probably have the biggest <laughs> low to talk about, unfortunately. <laughs> Hence why there's been a delay in recording. Yes, okay. So I am calling from my isolation prison where I have had COVID for the past, what is it now, five or six days. It struck me quite hard one evening. Well, I went on a, a longish run in between two races, two race weekends. Easy run it was to be. And a lovely sunny afternoon and I set off and just felt a little bit chilly, which was very odd. And I just ignored it thinking maybe I didn't eat enough or I've been sitting down too long in the office and didn't feel great on the run. Got home, sat down for a bit, had a shower and then had an absolute shivering fit and thought this, this isn't, this isn't right. Did a COVID test and sure enough, it was a positive first, first time. Spent the next two days pretty much not moving um, off my back in bed, really rotten. Then the next couple of days I was able to sit up and walk around a bit in my room, but actually couldn't go very far and spent a reasonable proportion lying down, not feeling great. My daughter also got COVID at the same time as me, but independently. She'd been away on a school trip all week in Yorkshire and she came back with a sore throat and a cold she was on a big high uh, the next day we did a test because her throat was getting sore and she too had it but she's beaten me in the race to get better she was better in a oh, couple dear. of days and is now just enjoying free time with netflix in her room so she's been eating her way through various series <laughs> netflix and i'm not getting better as fast as she is which is really oh, depressing because going from quite a good level of fitness to to wasting away do you think you got it from racing at 70.3 nice i'm guessing it must have been at the race weekend in nice i was super super careful i was about in the the one percent of travelers who was wearing a mask in the airports and on the flight i just wanted to be super careful didn't want to mess up the race what was it four days three days after getting back um, started with a shivering fit so it, it probably was over the nice weekend I mean there was very little Absolutely. social distancing I was out eating in restaurants and even if you're the only one wearing a mask traveling it doesn't really protect you you wearing a mask protects other people really and I guess we're all touching the same door handles and eating sandwiches and it's almost impossible hope you're not sharing sandwiches no not sharing sandwiches <laughs> but I guess you eat lunch, although I was taking care to sanitise my hands. You, you, know, you, you eat lunch with your, with your hands on an aeroplane. 
Oh dear. And then that so that meant you couldn't do Holcomb, which is such a shame. Oh, uh, that was a real shame. It was the, our club event with with lots of people going, and you were going there too. It would have been good to to do a race together. Third time lucky. We still still not made it. So that's my big low. I'm still low. It does give us an opportunity now to to do the podcast finally. Uh, although I can tell you, my brain is a little bit spinny. So if I <laughs> if, if it just goes quiet for a while, <laughs> it's just taking time for me to think up my words. Have you had time to research like how you'll come back to training, like how much rest to have? I actually haven't. I thought this time I'd have would be great. I'd be able to do lots of interesting things that you never normally get time to do. But I've been feeling that rotten. I haven't actually been able to do very much at all. I am feeling more human today, so I will start to look into that. But I know the first thing is to feel completely better before I even think about exercise. And that still feels like a little way off. Just going to have to deal with it once I feel better. Good. Yeah, definitely don't rush back into it, given how poorly you've been feeling. Probably hit you harder because your immune system was weakened from racing as well, which is not ideal. Yeah, exactly. It's always hard because you feel probably the fittest I've been in a long time and you've felt great. So it's quite hard to go from feeling feeling on top of the world to feeling really, really, really rotten. <laughs> Can't get out of bed yeah. rotten. Highs and lows of sport. That's the, the joy of it, isn't it? Kind of to take, take it as it comes. That's right. Enjoy it while you when you're fit, you've just got to savour it and enjoy it because it, it, it doesn't necessarily last. Uh, I'm listening exactly. to what's going on in the world and watching a bit of the Tour de France. And hearing they're struggling with members of teams, I think it was quite hard to get full teams of riders ready because this third wave does seem to be spreading and people seem to be catching it quite a lot. I assumed if I got it being triple vaccinated, it would be like a a mild cold and I'd get on with things, But which is what happened to my daughter. But no, it got me good. Uh, so just yeah. just can't tell just no telling no no telling the last time we spoke i think it was just before i was racing in poland that's right it was two day it was the friday night before your race on sunday yes so it'd be so, great to hear some details about how, how it went how did it go well the race day itself was amazing like the weather was perfect the sea was so calm it was a swim in the sea, but there was like barely any waves. It was just really still. Nice temperature. It was warm, uh, but not too warm. Had a had a pretty good swim for, for me. I managed to stick with a few people. Didn't come out the water last, which was good. My first wave start, or like mass start, if you can call it that, since 2018. So <laughs> we had to run into the water and then start. And I was like run as far as you can because it's quite shallow and then swim and I ran into water and my knees buckled oh, no. <laughs> and I, I just like collapsed into water and had to get back up again <laughs> like, like a right div but anyway I managed to get up and keep running reasonably good swim did you stay with the and pack I stayed with I don't know the last pack <laughs> I wasn't last out the water and I was swimming with two others which was quite nice because mm. I normally end up swimming them on my own. So that was good for me. Okay, I got out of the water fine, got on the bike and was pretty quite excited about doing the bike because it said it was flat. I was looking forward to putting my foot down. One, it was not flat. 
it was kind of constant up and downs, including twi- like twisting and turning round a, I think it was a football stadium. So you like went up a curb round, like cycling round Wembley Stadium, like the outskirts of it. So like on like flagstone, not flagstone, but not Bubbles. tarmac. Yeah, like path, like a footpath. Um, you went over like some speed bumps, which by the third time we went around it, there was lots of nutrition had like fallen <laughs> off. And then back up a really steep, twisty ramp to like get back onto the motorway. And then you went down under a river through a t- massive tunnel, which was like pitch black. So you went from bright sunlight to like pitch black going at about 60 kilometers an hour. Oh, goodness. Down into a tunnel, which then obviously halfway down then went straight back up again. <laughs> Inverted and mountain. Yeah, I I very quickly lost the two people that I came out the water with. And then that was that. My legs just never really turned up, which was, I was a bit gutted about. I just felt really flat. I don't know why. I've never had that before. And I've always thought it was a, an excuse as such when people say it on mm-hmm. like social media. Because this was like, what do you mean? You just got to like give it everything you've got. And I gave it everything I had, but... I didn't have anything on that day, which was very frustrating because I had two aims for the day. One, to keep my pro license and two, to get some prize money to cover my costs. And I didn't achieve either of those. (laughs) So it it was rather frustrating because the front group on the bike, again, it's the same as Salou, were drafting. But I mean, that probably extended the time difference. Obviously, they would have been going faster. So I lost more time on them on the bike than I would have done otherwise, but it wouldn't have changed the position I was in. It just meant I lost more time to them. The run was lovely. It was really flat, four laps around a park, which was quite shady, kind of hard packed, like gravel paths, lots of ice and water, well, like well fueled. So it didn't get too hot. So it was a nice run. I just kind of had a nice Sunday <laughs> jog in the park. Oh dear. So, yeah, you hear, you hear Tour de France riders. Uh... Some days say I just didn't have the legs because it happens to yeah. it, it does really happen. Don't, don't know what it is, biorhythms or something. My period started that morning, which was obviously I wasn't expecting it. So I was like, yay, my period started. Oh, no, <laughs> it started at literally the start of the race. So I don't know whether hormones and stuff had anything to do with it, but. That's what it was. I kind of learnt lesson. Obviously, know that that's what can happen. Came back, obviously, pretty miserable. Having <laughs> oh. lost a lot of money. Lost my pro licence from the end of June. So now I have to try and get it back. Kind of spent a few days feeling very sorry for myself. And then was like, kicked myself back into gear. Got back into training. And then had Holcomb at the weekend. So I had two weeks between the two with very little rest <laughs> training had been going really well actually i've got finally felt like i got my legs back it did take a, a while i wasn't aching as much after poland as i would normally because obviously i didn't really go very fast but obviously it's, i still did a half iron man so it still takes something out of you and then had very little rest going into holcomb was really tired actually slept pretty much all day Saturday <laughs> so I racked and then got to the hotel room I had a pub a pub room the night before I was really worried 
about it having like live music or people out late drinking I didn't know anything about this pub but it was all I could find in the cheapest room I could find without camping I really didn't fancy camping I was I went for a little jog on Saturday and there was a big sign outside saying live music oh, no. like ground to a halt who quickly ran back and like read the rest of the sign and it was for another weekend so I was like <laughs> thank goodness for that so actually it was really quiet I didn't really hear anyone thank goodness it wasn't a particularly busy pub and then Holcomb ended up my legs turned up so swim it was a ended up being it was meant to be two people starting at once like running off a pontoon into the mm. into the lake they ended up doing one person at a time for some reason I don't know whether the pontoon wasn't sturdy enough or something which meant I basically saw on my own for 1900 meters directly into the sun on the way out obviously it's the same for everybody but at times I've never had it before you you literally couldn't see anything because you the boys and everything was directly behind the rising sun and pretty much ram into a kayak <laughs> like, you've got to go that way oh okay there was like loads of weeds and then on the way back so on the way out you swim to the right hand side of the boys then you swim around an island to swim back and on the other side you're obviously then swimming on the right hand side of the boys so keeping the boys to your left but everyone swimming out was then crossing the line of the boys and swimming into everybody coming back. No way. <laughs> so I had these were like last minute dodges. So people hit my hips <sighs> rather than my head, which was because obviously they couldn't see either because they were swimming into the sun. So they prob- at that point, they probably should have seen where they were going. My goodness. But yeah, it was it wasn't my best swim. I could have I could have done with I definitely swim better in a in a pack or a group but anyway I got out the water got on the bike I was like right let's go and then forgot that it's like massive up and down hills to even get to the road mm. out of Holcomb Estate. It goes <laughs> straight yeah, up really, doesn't it? Yeah I really enjoyed the bike other than I think I got some like duck or goose poo on my disc brakes and every time I brakes they were making this horrific noise uh, it was quite like ear piercing <laughs> like horrible noise but the roads weren't too bad like the road surface and we I mean, we started at a ridiculous time in the morning like 6am but it did mean the roads were quiet so that was good and I had to worry too much about traffic it was really well marshaled and like traffic mm. management so that was good so the first half was pretty hilly as in not lots of climbing but lots of like short ups and downs but then the second half is like really fast and flat along the main road which at that time of the morning was quiet and we had a tailwind so it's like cruising along at like 45 to 50 kilometers an hour that was really oh, good, fun. good fun so yeah really enjoyed the bike and then looked at the time on my watch and was like oh I was not going as fast as I thought I was going <laughs> so my legs were definitely tired like I could I, they were burning from the like, lack of like rest at the end of the bike and then I started to run and again it was just straight uphill <laughs> it's like oh no this is gonna be a long half marathon but the lack of rest so, yeah. is because you're doing full training so this wasn't yes yeah, so I've got outlaw full in three weeks so that was part it's basically a hard training day which it definitely was yeah I mean my legs felt significantly better than they did at Poland like I could push I just 
didn't have anything because I was tired but I'm happy with that feeling because I know I worked hard it's hard knowing that like, I can run better times mm-hmm. and I have done better times but like the last lap my legs started to wake up a bit which was good I only took what, 14k <laughs> <laughs> that could have just been the, the joy of almost finishing but it was there were so many people like on the course and you as you said there's loads of people from the club like there's people from everywhere yeah um my family came to watch me for like the last bit of the run i high-fived eleanor on the the last lap of the run course like so i like ran mm. past but then apparently she cried within 20 minutes because she wanted to run after me <laughs> <laughs> that backfired a bit and who had planned for her to run across the finishing line with me but i couldn't i didn't see the family area so i was pr- quite gutted that she didn't get to oh. cross the finishing line were they there waiting they were <laughs> he'd been fighting to keep her in this pen family oh. pen there were no signs saying like family pickup or i don't know no. what it's called area I was like, you should have just thrown her over the fence at me. He just looked at me like, what? <laughs> Again, and it was really nice and sunny. So we just went to the beach for the afternoon. So it's nice, oh, nice family day out. Yeah, I got some ice creams and all oh, the food afterwards at Holcomb at the race was amazing. It's like Michelin's a bit of an overstatement, but like <laughs> properly, catered, properly catered food. So that was very nice. That was very well done. Oh, that's good. So, I mean, it sounds like a solid performance given where you were in your training as well. It was. If you take, if you took away all the times, I'd be very happy. But then, when we start to get competitive with ourselves, and think that's oh, just not, not, not the times or like I, I want to do. But putting it in context, yeah, it was a good day out. Just it's hard to stomach. It and not being fast, if that makes sense, when you no, put, you totally know, you put that. more effort in. But if so, you don't yeah, taper it, for a race, it's always, it's never going to be what what it could have been. No, and it it was a harder, a much harder course than I remember. I did do it mm. in 2017, and I remember the the run being hard, and I remember the bike being hard. But it was only my third 70.3 at that point, so. Like anything was hard mm. then. And everyone's like, oh, no, it's a fun course. And I was like, no, it's, it's not that flat. <laughs> it's not that fast. It was it was a good day out. And it was like not too far from home, like not too exhausting getting there and back, which was nice. Now just having, I am finally having a rest week. <laughs> fully recover <laughs> and recharge, ready for Outlaw Full in three weeks, which I'm, I'm actually very excited about now. Just... My, the full has been on the card since 2018 and I've wow. which was the only one I've done so I was meant to do one in 2019 and didn't because of my shoulder and then being pregnant and obviously 2020 wasn't an option 2021 disappeared so here we go <laughs> oh awesome I can't believe you've only done one full before I know at least I've done a marathon now since I guess yeah, true. that helps yeah <laughs> Anyway, how about your oh, race? Tell us about it. I had three weekends of racing lined up. I managed to do the first one and I think I won't be able to do, couldn't do the second one. I don't think I'll do the one at this weekend coming in. It's Henley, yeah. So Nice, travelled to, to France on my own. Can't remember if I, I said on, on the pod that I had planned to go with, with my wife for a bit of a long weekend. Nice place to go. And we had Amy's parents' lined up to come and babysit 
but they they weren't able to come in the end. So Amy wasn't able to join me. So I travelled on my own again. Not the first time I've been to a race where I haven't been able to go with somebody because the children have got in the way. But oh, no. But that that was okay. So I travelled travelled to Nice, and I think I will will mention one of my first lows when I arrived in the country. The plane was was delayed, so things were getting a little bit late. I managed to find the the tram okay with my bike box and suitcase and transition bag and all the all the paraphernalia. And I followed Google Maps to walk the seven and a half minutes to the apartment I had booked. It all seemed very straightforward. Started to walk up a hill, dragging my bike box uh, on its wheels up a hill. That was okay. And the <laughs> roads got narrower and narrower, and it became where well, it got into the old, old town of Nice, which is all very narrow streets. But it's on a hill, a bit where my apartment is. And started going downhill round blind bends. It was all very lovely. But then there were these steps spread out every so often. Thought, okay, I bump my bike box down these, okay. And then came to a, a fork and it was telling me to take the left fork. But the left fork went up a flight of about 200 steps. And I thought, there's no way. I can't. The bike box was about 32 kilos and it doesn't have proper handles to pick it up. It's, it's really not something I could do on my own, plus my, oh, no. my suitcase and all the other bags. So I, th- I thought, I'll have to take the right-hand fork. That just had two very spaced-out steps. I thought, I'll be able to get up those okay. And then it turned a 90-degree bend. I managed to get up these few steps, past a little restaurant that was nestled in a little alleyway, and people watching me and say, hey, you ready for the weekend? <laughs> well, only if I get out of these steps. <laughs> Turned this 90 degree corner and now I'm basically at the bottom of a bowl. There were, it must have been a hundred steps going down to a square I could see at the bottom. Oh no. I thought, I'm totally stuffed. I can't, I can't go back the way I've come because it's all upstairs, whichever way I go, I'm going to have to go down. And so there I was, had to take my suitcase down first of all and start bumping down all of these hundreds of stairs thinking it's going to trash my bike box, my poor bike. I was getting really, really hot and sweaty. It was, you know, really warm in Nice. Thinking even when I come out at the bottom here, I've, I've now had to deviate from my route to my, I'm probably after going to go up another few hundred flights of stairs. Anyway, came out on this square, finally found the route without going up any other stairs. It was a huge hill, but I found a road I could drag, drag the bike box up. So even just getting to the apartment was was a challenge and I was now worn out after you know a day worth of traveling and hanging around airports I was exhausted (laughs) that was the start did no one uh, help you or offer to help you with your bike box down the stairs there was a very kindly man who spotted me on the last small flight of stairs who who ran over didn't speak English uh, but understood it was a bike box and he was clearly a cyclist or at least he he, he liked cycling and he was basically telling me off, <laughs> telling me to look after my bike and uh, <laughs> helped me down the last flight of stairs with the box. So I was very grateful for that. Did you say to him, I didn't, I didn't choose this route deliberately. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have an option. Yeah, oh, I definitely look, had that look of being completely lost <laughs> about me. <laughs> anyway, found my way to the apartment, which was all very lovely and got ready for the race. So I was nervous about the the temperature. It was destined to be a hot day. 
uh, on on race day. It was an Ironman branded event, 70.3. And there's so much faff with a branded Ironman to get all of your bags ready the day before. It felt like I spent the whole day doing admin the day before, going down to register, coming back, packing bags, taking bags back, sorting out the bike. Race morning was ever so slightly overcast just a thin wisp of cloud which was great for the first few hours and then it did it did heat up sea swim the sea was pretty calm just a bit of swell it was a pebbly beach and the run was straight down quite a steep part of the beach into the sea and as soon as we stepped off the carpet I actually wasn't prepared for the um the harshness of the pebbles uh, I I hadn't stood on the pebbles in my bare feet up to that point and it did give it a bit of a shock I think everybody else just took it and dived in and I was left <laughs> looking at my feet <laughs> thinking out but the swim swim went really well uh hit my seeding seeded time exactly the 32 minute something swim there was very little chaos Ironman you know pretty well spaced out with I think it was nine people every five seconds or wh- whatever it was they 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 dribble people in oh that's good and it seemed that everyone around me was swimming pretty similar speed there wasn't too much overtaking uh, to be done or going on so that was that was nice and it was just straight out around two boys and straight back so an uncomplicated swim with uh the visibility was was good but I, I i i did struggle to see the boys more often than not i just made sure i was keeping in line with the there's swimmers around me anywhere near enough in the water do they they didn't uh, outlaw either uh, in poland they did challenge i was the most boys i've ever seen in the water and it was great because it right. was made it so easy to sight, but it is really hard when they just put them every like what, 300, 400 meters. Yeah. It's not enough, is it? Especially if the sea's like swelling. Yeah, exactly. Everything disappears for a bit. Came out of the water, felt good when I got onto the bike. I knew it was going to be hilly. So I decided after my last attempt at Outlaw Nottingham, where I went went really hard on the bike and then had nothing in my legs. It was one of those days, not an excuse. I really didn't, I could feel my legs were, were empty and I just couldn't, couldn't run. I didn't want that to happen again. So I rode conservatively, but not, not really easily. It had a thousand meter climb in it. I think there was about 1300 meter plus of vertical climbing overall. And the, the climb was, it just went on forever. It was brilliant. The views were absolutely stunning. I was able to sit up for quite a bit of it and look around and it was absolutely gorgeous. And then the descents were out of this world. I was in my element. I absolutely Excellent. loved it. That's where I would have been all the way around. I'd have been <laughs> crying the whole way down. <laughs> there are a few people who clearly knew the roads, quite a few people on road bikes. And I managed to follow one guy who obviously knew what was around all of these blind bends because he seemed to throw himself into them. I just thought I'll just follow, follow his lines, follow his speed. Wow. And we took a lot of people. It was uh, it was great fun. Really enjoyed that. And then coming back into Nice along the promenade, quite a stiff headwind getting back to transition. Felt reasonably good. The bike was just under three hours, then started the run. And the run, I have to say, my legs just felt brilliant. Haven't had that on, on the start of a run for a while. I felt like I could really push, push hard. I kept having to slow myself down. Looking at my splits for the first few kilometers, it was way, way too fast. So I did force myself to go a bit slower. And I tried something new that I'd heard 
on a podcast and that was walking through some of the feed stations to make sure I got enough water on board because it was so hot I was worried that if I just had a splash into my mouth it wasn't going to be enough and you want it to really go down and have a, a, a you know a good cupful so I did start to do that and also I think what it can do is it can reset your legs which I think later on in the run can be really helpful if you're you're really feeling tired your legs are really struggling just walking for a few steps and then starting again it can really reset the feeling so I, I tried that I'm not 100% sure I'd do it again every station if in, in the next race, but it, it did work and it did give me the chance to get my fluids on board. So the run went really well by the last 5K and it was uh, that the wind really picked up. And I mean, properly, gazebos were blown over, a whole lot of the fencing was blown over. And in fact, the racking wow. with my bag and my helmet in had blown over when to get, collect my helmet. So the wind was properly... It's like a tropical tropical storm was starting to to whip up. So the last five k were Thank really really tough. <laughs> I f- I felt for the people who were doing the full, who were out still halfway oh, yeah. around the bike, the and they were going to have to run the marathon with you know so many laps around that course with an out and back along the promenade. So half of it would be tailwind, half of it would be really really stiff headwind. Blimey! But anyway, came came eighth uh, in my age group. And was really, really pleased. Amazing. Got good times. It's a tough age group as well, isn't it? There's a, there's a lot of people in that category. It, it was a, yeah, it was a big category. It's a big, big old event. And looking around, people were taking it pretty seriously. Uh, so really pleased with my times for that, for that course. And I thought, eighth, is it enough to get me a slot for the Worlds? Who knows? So I thought I'll go to the slot awards thing anyway because I've never been to one Ironman to see if I could get a slot and I got lucky let's say the category above me didn't have enough people for all the slots so there were a couple extra slots dropped into our category and I didn't in fact I didn't actually need that in the end but it just meant that it was more comfortable getting a slot so really chuffed amazing handed over the championships So we've got to find find our way to St. George now. So I'm really, really pleased. That was my A goal. Amazing. What does the family say about going to America? Are they happy or uh, (laughs) sad about that one? They are. I think they recognise it's a a big deal. And it's at the end of half term. So it does give us the possibility to go as a family if we can find the money and uh, maybe take a couple of days out of school as well to make it worthwhile to go all that way. So we're, we're looking into it. So you can take an educational trip. Exactly. <laughs> We've got Lizzie, uh, who's a GB athlete in Eleni's school. She's a teacher there, the PE teacher. So she'll, I'm sure she'll put a good word in. She knows how important it is. I think she gets time off to go and do her GB age group stuff. So hopefully the school Excellent. will be sympathetic to, uh, to this kind of thing. Oh, so exciting. I'm so pleased for you. It's a, a cracking result. Especially after the the illness you had at the the beginning of the year. Yeah, no, thank you. Again. <laughs> I think um the peaks and troughs in the year. So I had about a month off early in the year around April time due to illness back then, and it really does take a number of months to to peak. Certainly wasn't peaking by Nottingham. I've had nearly a, a week off now, and counting, I guess it's enough time 
to get over this and then start to build again and peak in time for October. So I'm hoping it's it'll work out okay. So if you're ever going to get COVID, it's probably quite well timed to oh, enforced rest so yeah you can then get stuck into training with more vigor ready for St George which is exciting so what was the race you were meant to be doing this weekend so this weekend's race was supposed to be a sprint we booked it in Henley because it's got a great kids race on the Saturday so both my daughters are entered into the the kids triathlon last year my eldest did it, but because of COVID last year, the swim was cancelled. So it was just a, a duathlon. So she's really keen to do the full triathlon. But as I mentioned, she's just got over COVID, although she seems to be bouncing now. She's got over it in just a couple of days. So it'd be great if we can get there so she can at least race. But I'm not, I'm definitely not going to be able to race this weekend. It's a shame because I was going to defend my title. It was, uh, I managed to win the whole event last year. So uh, that's a pity I won't be able to to try and keep that. That is a shame. But yeah, definitely don't be tempted by that one. At least you can go and be chief supporter instead. She'll she'll like that. Exactly. Be the embarrassing dad on the sideline. A role life will fill well, I think. So this rest week of yours, what, what does this entail? Do you have many days off or is it just easy stuff? I had an entire free day yesterday so it's monday (laughs) one day one day which i was tempted to go for a swim but i was like actually i need to clean and tidy the house because it's been away all weekend and there's just stuff everywhere so instead of swimming in the morning i tidied the house (laughs) which was at least it was kind of done before I started the working day. But I did go for a, a quick 20-minute walk at lunchtime just because I needed some fresh air and to move my legs. And my legs actually felt okay. I've got some interesting blisters, like one underneath my big toe. Which is, I had socks on too, so really, really random place. And then I think I had a stone or something in the back of my shoe because it was really gravelly, the path. So I got a really nice blister on the back of my heel. But other than that, a few aches in my my legs, but nothing too major. And I went for a very easy swim this morning and that was it. So just one thing. And I've just like had Eleanor's swimming lessons, went to the park, got a play date this afternoon. See so a nice, nice leisurely day. Tomorrow, I don't know. I imagine I might have just a bike or just a swim or maybe a swim and a bike, but I haven't been told yet. <laughs> oh, awesome. you get one day off and you, you fancy going for a swim it's just that's just nuts it's, it's ingrained in uh in my my body needs to move now I can't mm-hmm. I'm not very good at sitting still looking forward to getting like resting and feeling good again because I mean the weeks before so after Poland because I didn't have much rest I was going to sleep at like half eight most nights <laughs> Wow. Which there was one day when Eleanor wouldn't go to sleep. We're almost at a stage where she n- doesn't need to nap, which is a total disaster. So she'd had a long nap during the day and then she just wouldn't go to sleep at night. So she, I think she finally went to bed at half eight and I literally walked out of her room and walked into my room <laughs> went to sleep. <laughs> um, just, I was exhausted. So I'm feeling uh, already I'm feeling much better having had like one day off 
I, I couldn't sleep last night because I went to bed too early. Tonight, I'll, I'll try and stay up a bit later, which will probably be quarter past nine, <laughs> late for me. And then, yeah, probably by the weekend, I imagine, depending on how body and mind's feeling, get stuck back in with a week's worth of, like, freshening up for Outlaw before tapering. Sounds Ready awesome. Ready to do the full go the full way which is yeah exciting no it is exciting so i've got a quick question um, your bike bag so now this is the first time i traveled to nice on a plane needing a bike box in a while and since i've got my easy disc disc wheel my bike box has a an anti-crush pole when you close the lid you, you stick this little rod in and it it normally threads through the spokes of your rear wheel and now I've got a solid rear wheel. I uh, couldn't fit the, the thing in. I thought, well, I don't really want the bike to get crushed. What can I do? So I, I contacted the bike box company. I said, oh, we don't, we don't do anything. Just, just pad it out really well. It'll be fine. I thought, well, I looked online and you, you can buy some companies ma- making bespoke ones, but they, they cost an arm and a leg. I thought, I know. I know what that looks like. It looks like the leg of a kitchen work cabinet uh the little plastic legs if you've ever installed a kitchen they have a, a, oh, okay. a retractable bit you can screw it to get the right height you can screw a part of it in or out went into the uh the workshop and i've got some old kitchen units there took a couple of legs off put it up on blocks didn't, don't really need the legs <laughs> in the workshop and i fashioned <laughs> my own anti-crush rod thing for the bike box and it worked nice yeah so, so the bike oh, box was solid idea. i was able to to jump on it without worrying about crushing the bike and it didn't cost me anything apart from did you actually jump on it test it <laughs> i did push on it to make sure it was solid and i could feel the rod uh so that that was good that was a high i mean that's really good to know because i borrowed a bike box for the first time when i went to poland because i only have a bike bag and I had been traveling with my bike in the bike bag, fully paid insurance, then went to make an insurance claim. Like, oh, that's not valid. We only, it's only valid if you have a bike box, which was obviously in a really small writing. So I borrowed one for Poland. And I was like, oh, my wheel doesn't fit in with that bit. So I just took that bit off. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was for. <laughs> so next time, that's worth knowing because... It obviously had a purpose, which was redundant because I just took it off. <laughs> so maybe I'll go into business and sell these um these things for a lot less than the, I think it was about like 80 pounds this company was charging for something not dissimilar. Uh, whereas you can buy a pack of these, pack of them for fi- a fiver <laughs> down at home base. Or Amazing. Well let's, well, let's send a link and get some commission. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that can fund the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the coffee that we drink during the podcast. Right. Yeah. Great. Well, should we wrap up then? I need to go and take over now that little one's woken up from her short nap today for some reason. Obviously, too exciting spending the day with mummy, knowing that she's not gone for a run. Oh, and I'm going to get back to recovering from COVID. Might have a lie down. <laughs> yes. I hope it's not wiped you out too much. Yeah, it's been good to do something other than lie on my back and watch youtube or tour de france highlights or whatever it's been uh, it's not the most interesting uh, thing i find being ill 
But anyway. It could be worse timings. You've got Wimbledon and Tour de France. That's that's, that's pretty well timed, to be fair. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's, I haven't actually seen the Tour properly for a few years now. Uh, so it is giving me that opportunity, at least. <laughs> well, I hope you get better soon and hopefully catch you at the weekend. Thank you, Emma. Catch you soon. Bye. Bye.